like, oh, pining for the, the tropical weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you made it back safely and yes. no problems. But Great. all right, let's get this show on the road. Yeah. To the intro. We'll edit it in post. Yeah, the, I don't. I don't do the intro. Jen does the intro live oh. every every episode. Wait, wait, who does the intro? It's just well, like a little musical number. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's like Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, every every episode we have a Family Guy intro. Nice. I have to call up my buddy Seth MacFarlane. Uh huh. To do a proper Get a new one made reading. every two weeks, approximately. This is Waiting for Seconds, the interview podcast where we meet people and ask them who they are and why they are. I'm Shannon Miller, and I'm here with Malcolm Outkelt. You did it. the intro very well, Shannon. And today we'll be talking with Jared Chung. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Jared Chung, and I am a chaplain slash minister living in the town of Merwollomba, which is in New South Wales, Australia. Um, but I grew up in Washington State, and I also worked at Sunset Lake, which is where I met Shannon. I grew up in a small town called Chehalis, um, went to Southern Adventist University and studied chemistry for pre-med. I was going to go to med school, got accepted to med school, and then God kind of changed my plans. And I've been in Australia for the last four years working in ministry, and it's been really great. And some of my hobbies include cooking and baking, anything outdoors, and I also love me some board games. So that's a little bit about me. And also my favorite animals are frogs. So that's an essential fact. Frogs are a lot good choice. Yeah, they're so good, eh? They're just little guys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is there a lot it? of frogs in Australia? Oh, my. They are frogs everywhere. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's quite a number of green tree frogs, which are great. Um, Perrin's tree frog, which is has like this cool cross-shaped pupil. Um, mm. A lot of striped marsh frogs, which are this triangular frog. And then there's heaps of toads, which are poisonous, and everyone hates them. But <laughs> I can't bring myself to hate them yet. That's Anyways. okay. They're still a frog. Yeah, yeah. An, yeah. An amphibian. Yeah, they couldn't choose. <laughs> they are just born that way. <laughs> They're just born that way. Well, they're also in Australia, which has a lot of danger. Yeah. But yes. They, is it overstated they, in like the memes how dangerous Australia is, or is there just crazy shit around? And... So it's kind of true. <laughs> okay, it's it's kind of the same thing like bears in America, because all Aussies like, oh, you lived in America, but what about the bears? I'm like, um. Mm. Like, I've really never seen a bear. But the thing is, I don't think it's a great, like, it's not a very good comparison because I have seen a lot of the poisonous animals here that will kill you. And, um, yeah, there's this one time I was at the beach and I was, I was like, I really had to use the toilet. And so I was like running, running, running. And then, you know, when your brain kind of like, it doesn't fully, like, it catches up after you see something. Mm -hmm. So, like, I was running, and then, like, a couple seconds later, I was like, I just stepped on, I almost stepped on something really weird, 
and I turned around and there's this massive snake and it's okay. <laughs> it's the, okay. The mo one of the most venomous snakes there is called the brown snake. <laughs> Anyways. So <laughs> there's this massive brown snake. that's just like rearing its head up. I'm like, and there's a park like right nearby, like kids are playing on the swings. Like, do I need to do something mm. like this? There's this oh, super no. poisonous snake just right here. But I really had to use the bathroom. So I just like ran. And then when I came out, it was gone. So, uh, you know, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Right. Oh. So, Jeez. yeah, um, Australia's I, like technically, yes, it is very dangerous. But you're like the odds of you actually dying are quite low. But it's a little overstated, like, but like you do see weird shit. Yeah, yeah. And there are yeah. dangerous animals. There are. There are so many dangerous animals. <laughs> and then I keep finding out about more. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> There's a shell. I, they're called cone shells. And they're just a beach. And if you pick it up, it'll stick you like with this little barb and then you'll die. I'm like, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's just a cone shell. What? Anyways. Yeah, it's so scary. Well, yeah. I how are you liking it down there? I know we've been dogging on it for like the past three minutes, but how how do you how do you like Australia different? From yeah, Washington? well, aside from all that stuff, I actually really <laughs> love it. So I've been here for the last four years, and when I first got here, like the first thing I was just like, "Oh man, this is so amazing and beautiful!" Like I can't believe that people actually live here. And um, <laughs> yeah, living here the last couple of years, it's been really great. Um, the community I'm in is is very it's very unique. It's a very strong faith community, and people are just really nice and down to earth. Mm. And I'm sure we'll talk more about faith later. But it's like people who like I believe genuinely love God and focus on the right things. And um, the nature is really great. You get to see a lot of yeah. It's just very lush and tropical here where I'm at. Um, I'm on the east coast, like our now south of Brisbane. Um, which is in your city, big city, I guess. And I feel like the culture, it's definitely weird in a number of different ways, but in a good way. So one of the things is Aussies are like kind of really mean to each other, but that's like, that's just how people are. So the, they have something called paying people out, which is basically where you just like, if you're close to someone, you just make fun of them mercilessly. It's, it's mm. like, and so, which is rubbed off. So when I first came here, I was like, oh, everyone's like so mean to each other. But then I realized like, <laughs> oh, it's a sign of affection. And now when I go home, I'm like, I come back, I'm paying people out left and right, like cutting people down. And it's like my friends and family. And they're just like, what is like, what did we do? Dude, Why does he dude, chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And so they're just like, oh, <laughs> and so I just, I always remember like, oh, wait, these are Americans. I need to, I need to calm down. <laughs> um. That's one thing. Another thing that's kind of interesting is people are like not political here, which I actually really have enjoyed because I feel like in, in America, it's kind of like you have to have an opinion on every single political issue. And like, if you don't take a stand on this, then it's like, you're awful, you know? And, and it's very like, you either have to be this extreme or the other extreme. It's very difficult to kind of be in the middle. Mm. And um, I feel like here in Australia, people literally, they don't care what your political views are. Like, regardless of if you're uber, like, you know, uber conservative or uber liberal, like, you can still be friends and it's fine. Which I really appreciated because I feel like, I guess maybe another way to say it's like the culture is just a little bit less inflamed than in America. I feel like there's a lot of tensions in the States. Um, so, yeah, those are some things about Australia. Um, the food as well, it's kind of like British, but 
the area I live in, there's like a lot of Indian, like, yeah, Indian influence. And so people have like, like, oh yeah, I'm just making a doll. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, but you're white. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else, but that's about it. Would you say, could you try to diagnose where that came from? What that idea the, was originated from? What what idea? The the low politics. The yeah, um, not having to take a side. Yeah, I actually, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm trying to think about like why, why are people like this? <laughs> <laughs> so less of a culture where. I've heard this said, so I, uh, these are not my words, but mm. um, someone who I really respect has said that Australia's never really had like bad political leaders. And so regardless of who's been in, it's usually been pretty good. And so it's kind of like people get less insensitive about different political issues. Cause like, oh, it'll probably be fine anyways, like regardless of who gets in. Um, that's one view. I feel like there's... <clears throat> Aussies in general just don't like making as big of a deal about different things. They have something called tall poppy syndrome, which is, um, it's like you cut down the tall poppy. So if anyone's like too hot, like on too, like they're on a high horse, like you just got to cut them down. And, uh, mm. and so there's actually less of a, a lot less of a celebrity culture. So like you might see a super, like super famous surfer or an actor like going down the street like nobody's gonna ask him for autographs or try to take pictures with him it's just kind of like oh you have your life i have my life we're just gonna kind of keep it separate so i feel like yeah i don't know i'm not really sure some thoughts i've had and observations that's, that's interesting yeah it's interesting because it's like a, they're both Western societies. <clears throat> Australia is mm -hmm. definitely more like socialist, like you have free healthcare and a lot of welfare programs that really work for Australia um, based on like the number of people. You know what's crazy? <clears throat> oh, I'm uh, choking on my own throat. Mm -hmm. What's crazy is uh, <laughs> Australia, I didn't know this until I got here because of maps, but Australia has like the same amount of land, like landmass as North America. Or like the United heard States. Of that. Yeah. Uh -huh. And yeah, it's just like the, uh, men yeah. projection. Yeah, something like that. And it's funny, like maps over here will have Australia really big and then America really small. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so it's, uh, we all we all like That's to make ourselves the most important. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's Australia. That's pretty great. I'm actually working on getting my permanent residency. Just have the option to live, you know, in either countries and yeah. We'll see. We'll see how God leads. <laughs> so so what made you move over there? I I mean it sounded like God was the one of the biggest plays in that, but like what led you to go to Australia? Yeah. Um so it's kind of a funny story. So basically <clears throat> Okay, so during summer camp, when we worked together um, in 2019, I was applying for medical school. Mm -hmm. And I, both my parents are doctors. My dad's an eye surgeon, mom's a family practice doctor. And so they, like, growing up, they're like, Jared, you can be whatever you want when you grow up. 
you can be a dentist, you could be an orthodontist, you could be a cardiologist, ah. radiologist, neurologist, ophthalmologist. <laughs> like, so all the doctor doctors. Yeah, right. I'm like literally every single auntie and uncle, they're all like doctor, dentist, lawyer. So there's like a big push um, to do, you know, that type of route. And so in when I was at uni, um, they I was pre-med. And so I was, you know, working really hard for it. But and I never really considered doing anything else. I'm like, what would I do? You know, like, of course, I'm going to do medicine. But then um, my last year. I started just not feeling at peace about doing medicine. And it was really weird because it's like, you know, when you work really hard for something, you want it even more. And But for some reason, even though I've put in so many hours and so much time and sweat and blood and tears into this, and like just couldn't feel at peace about it. And um, it was just kind of really wrestling with it. Um, my freshman year at Southern, I really felt this conviction that I should study theology. And then my parents are like, oh, no, Jared, no, no, no. Like, you know what? A doctor can do everything a pastor can, but a pastor can't do everything a doctor can. And I was like, oh, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> and so I kind of just buried that thought for a while. And then, um, but yeah, anyways, fast forward to 2019. Um, I started in 2016. So 2019, I was at summer camp and I was applying for medical school with this thing called the AMCAS. I'd taken all the tests, got all the grades, whatever. And I, was, I had to write like an essay about why I wanted to go to medical school. And I kept on like, you know, I was writing, oh, yeah, I think medicine is like, this is the one thing I want to do. I feel like God's calling me to do this. And like, I'm writing it. And I'm just like, I'm lying. Like, <laughs> I don't know if this is what God wants me to do. In fact, like, I don't actually know if I want to do this. And so I was able to graduate um, a semester early. And so I decided, you know what, I am not fully sure what I want to do yet. I don't know if I want to commit to, you know, the the drudgery of the next five years that would four years that would be medical school. So maybe I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take some time and give God a year to do whatever he wants in my life. And then after that, then I'll go back to my plans. Mm-hmm. And so I just yeah, started looking for different things and I was like, oh, what should I do? Um and I had a couple of friends who had done the Arise program, which is basically a discipleship school that goes for 14 weeks. And they used to have one in America, but now it's just running out of Australia. And have you heard of like David Ashrake and Ty Gibson? Maybe. I've heard of Ty Gibson. Yeah. So they're um they're both like these really, really awesome um speakers and yeah, really love God. So they have this discipleship program and they teach everything in a story. And so the the curriculum is actually called the story, which I think is I thought was really cool because I think a lot of times with like religion like people can just make it all about like it's, it's just doctrine like here are the things we believe and here's why and kind of take away the narrative and the relationship that comes with that and so i was really keen to learn from that so i applied got in and ended up flying to australia to do this program and that was in 2020 so the program itself went like it was really great it went for seven well seven weeks and then they announced we're shutting down the program because guess what there's a pandemic now and i was like what really is it really gonna be that bad (laughs) it was that bad (laughs) and so yeah anyways so they basically announced like oh hey like we're shutting down the program you guys have to all go home but i didn't feel also didn't feel at peace about going home even though it didn't make sense i'm like you know at home, I have like Wi-Fi and a nice bed and also air conditioning. And 
Like my mom has an apocalypse amount of veggie meat stocked up in our garage. So like if, <laughs> if the end time comes, like we're ready, <laughs> but, and then my parents were like telling me to come home. I just like, I, I was realizing, you know, like I took a year off to build a growth spiritually. Like I took this time to really, you know, put God first and just do whatever you wanted me to do. And I knew like, I wanted to go home, but I knew if I go home, I'm not going to grow. I'm going to like, I'm going home to be comfortable. And so I was like, well, I guess they're going to stay here. And there's like a real big leap of faith where like it's a foreign country. I don't know anyone, don't have anything. Um, anyways, to make a very long story short, I decided to stay much to my parents' dismay. And then I basically moved down south like eight hours with um, a number of other students from Arise. And we rented a house together. Our official legal name on our papers were The Castaways. And uh, yeah, seven other people. Also, we only had one toilet. So yeah, one. Hey, that was a lot. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. after that, I, uh, yeah, I moved up back north um, to where I'm now. And I started Bible working for a year and a half for the conference. And then in that time, like got to do some church work, started working at school. And then um, the last two years, I've worked as a school chaplain here in Australia. And it's been great. And yeah, that's uh, a lot of a lot of stuff that's been condensed into a very short time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. The, what, four years. Yeah, four years. Four wow. years, mate. Been here for a while. <laughs> starting to grow on you. Oh yeah, mate. Just like <laughs> trying to pick up the accent. It's just like really weird. So. You earlier you were talking about uh, not growing because you were comfortable, or, yeah. or you were going to be comfortable. Mm. Where where does that like idea come for you? Like you're, yeah, you so, have to be uncomfortable to grow. Yeah, I don't think that we like. I I would reject the idea that we need to like we need to chase discomfort and tribulation in order for <laughs> us to grow and develop. Because I think that's you know that's dumb. Um, I do think, though, that, you know, being outside of your comfort zone and being like away from where you've been familiar does help you grow a lot. And I, my thinking was like, because I'd basically just taken off a year to do whatever. I'm like, OK, I really want to grow and I really want to have experiences before I go to medical school. And I'm chained to, you know, like this academia thing for the next number of years. And so. I was like, if I want to accelerate my growth, I have to be outside of my comfort zone. And maybe, you know, I don't know if that's for everyone, but I knew like for myself, like if I go home right now, I'm just going to be comfortable. And you know, where does the idea come from? Um, I feel like every, I took a screenwriting class before I graduated from Southern. Um, yeah. I, I like a bunch of like, I took <laughs> intro to acting class and light, lighting for film and all, a whole bunch of different things. And something that they taught us in screenwriting is like any good story, any good learning like event that you write, it has to involve some conflict and it needs to involve discomfort. And so like a story is never interesting if your character stays in a place where they're comfortable and nothing bad ever happens to them. <laughs> It's like you kind of need to check the, some adversity at them and they'll grow and it's a more interesting story. And so I wasn't trying to like, you know, chase adversity or anything. But I know like I think any any time that you go somewhere outside of your comfort zone, I feel like you're able to grow. 
Anyways, I feel like I just said the same thing a bunch of different times. <laughs> but it also it, it also seems like you kind of contradicted yourself at first because you were mm. saying being trying to always strive for being uncomfortable it, to to grow is stupid. Which honestly, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think it's less so being like just. Um, I think we gravitate towards comfort, which is not a bad thing all the time. But I think that it's like just, I, I guess a better way of describing is like challenging myself to go beyond what I know, challenging myself to like do more than I'm already doing. Yeah. Or trying to challenge myself to do something new. Did it work? You feel like you've grown from that? Oh, choice? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. I'm a completely different person now than I was, you know, four years ago. And I think basically the decision to stay in Australia was the first time that I'd actually, I think it was like the first time I really made a, a choice for myself. Um, I've like, my parents are really awesome and they've, but they've like had like a 12 year plan, 18 year plan for us, you know, ever mm. since we we're young, they're like, so our mom homeschooled us until grade seven. And then, you know, we had this whole plan of how we're going to, we're going to go here and then you're going to take this course at uni and then you're going to get them in med school. And then you're going to have, you know, it's just like, we have this, this so many year plan and then kind of embracing just not, not having a plan. And I, I think it's good to have a plan. I don't think it's just like, oh, yes, let's just throw caution to the wind and just do whatever. Um, but at that point, like I knew, I, I thought God was calling me to something else. And I believe he was. And so because of that, it's like, okay, I have to take a step of faith and leave my comfort, like my comfortable, like thought out, planned life and just take a step out in faith and just... Kind of like the disciples did when Jesus said, follow me. Like they had to leave behind, you know, what they knew and what they're comfortable with and just follow him. And yeah, I felt like that was kind of my experience. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to think about moving to that next step and do you what do you think, think huh? do you think there's a way to know when you like when how do you know when you are hitting one of those crossroads oh man oh yeah when do you, when do you know i don't know i feel like there have been times where like I have a number of good options in front of me. Mm. Um, but yeah. Oh man. That's a, that's a tough question. Maybe another way to go about it. It's like, I feel like there's different seasons in life. And okay. then at times you can choose like what that next season is going to be looking like. Um, and yeah, I don't, Oh man, that is a, I'm not sure. <laughs> I know. How do you know when you're at a crossroads? I think you can always like it's it's weird. Like humans are the only creature on this earth that can live like you know one way for 20 years and then decide one day I'm just going to do something different and then completely choose like a, a completely different course in their life. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like in a way we're always at a crossroads. Like we always can choose something different. 
sometimes life circumstances accelerates that. Like for me, you know, like COVID coming and then shutting down the program I was at, like I had to very quickly make a decision. Like, am I going to go back home or am I going to stay here? And I think that, you know, I feel like I made the right choice in staying and it's been just a huge blessing and really good. Um, I feel like there's little choices we can make every day. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll just go to the next question. And yes. uh, what what is the simplest way to describe your, your worldview, especially now? Because, I mean, you seem to have changed since like four years ago. Yeah. Oh, man. Worldview is a, uh, that's a big, I it's think a I big word. It's a big, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took a, I took a class in uni, um, Christian philosophy and worldview. And it's just like, there's so many, it's difficult to condense like, you know, everything that you believe. Cause, and it's so easy to, to like misrepresent or maybe like not communicate in a way that will be understood correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd say like, I believe our meaning comes from God and that God is the same one revealed in the Bible, that God is love and, Absolute truth does exist and can be known, but we often are not able to see the full picture. And yeah, our life with God is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, do you want do you want more? <laughs> no. I, I, I do you think that you know the true understanding? You know, I don't think, I think because we're finite human beings, like there, we're never going to be able to fully, fully understand, you know, everything there is to know in this universe. Um, but I think that, you know, we can, we know enough to be able to make some good logical, <laughs> logical conclusions. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that's why, you know, I feel like it's, there's a lot of different, I wouldn't say like, oh, like I have my truth, you have your truth, and it's like all valid. Like I think that there is like objective truth, but Mm -hmm. oftentimes our view of it can be very skewed. And I think that it's really important to be humble when it comes to. I I think about this a lot because I work in ministry, and there's like you know when people have tightly held beliefs um, that have to do you know origin and meaning and morality and destiny. Like of course people are going to have very strong opinions on those things. Um, but like nobody comes to the conclusions that they do for no reason. Like everybody has reasons that they've come to their conclusions and like not saying that every single reason is like, oh yeah, that's a, that's correct or valid, but like, it's understandable, you know, like we should seek understanding, um, when we talk to people with other worldviews, I guess. I don't know where I was going with that, but, uh, yeah. It almost, uh, it's almost sounding like you're saying that you're never fully have a full conclusion because that conclusion is subjective. And as, as you grow, uh, Mm. you're, you're finding those truths. You're finding, it's almost like those truths are limitless. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say like, it's like, it's a constant pursuit of truth. And I think it'd be um, prideful and probably short-sighted to say like, oh, I know all the truth now. Like, I think we're constantly seeking after more and more truth. Um, 
like for an example, like I, I feel like I've, I've seen enough of, um, seen enough of God in different ways to know that like, he cares about me and that like, he's good. Um, and there's more nuances and different angles of that, that I'm probably going to discover. Um, but I don't think that that thing, like that core truth will change. You know what I mean? I guess it depends. I guess it depends on the person and like the way way you live, because mm. that that core truth, I it almost comes from just like how we started, right? Mm. Do you think Do you think that core truth develops over time? Yeah, or you know, you... I actually was I was having a conversation with someone yesterday. I um about like if i were not raised christian I, I was raised in a christian home so like if i wasn't raised in a christian home would i be christian and it's just like i don't know <laughs> um i think that a lot of my faith comes from the foundation that you know my parents laid for me um but so in in saying that i feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff where like most of i'd say like most of my relatives like my cousins and and some friends like they they grew up in a like house of faith but they kind of left it um for various reasons and i think that like for me i've just seen like yes part of it is nurture like you know what my parents have given me but then i think more of that is like just choosing like i'm trying to explore more about faith and like who what's god like and you know what's what's real what's not real like what's faith you know just exploring those different things and i think over time it has yeah has developed more and more like i mean my understanding of faith has changed quite a bit over the last couple of years um yeah oh, man I, I don't know where i'm going with this <laughs> You are. Did I, did I kind of answer your question? <laughs> I think I think he did. It, it's it's not really something that uh, we can fully grasp onto, I guess, because that that core truth is like that foundation. But the there's different. It's like a library. You're gonna add books to your library. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And I feel like there's different, like different. Oh man like different facets of of faith at least when it comes to that um yeah but i think like there's there are some i believe like absolutes do exist but like figuring them out and understanding them is another matter you know it's it's entirely like philosophical mm. uh, i yeah. mean i'd say yeah i think that well I would say, though, I think that there's a lot of, because for me, like part of my faith, I want it to be concrete, you know, like it shouldn't just be like this mental sphere where like, oh, you know, what, what's really happening. So that's why I think for me, like one thing that really boosted my faith um, and my understanding of like scripture was um, just learning about Bible prophecies. And so like learning about things like that, where I'm like, oh, whoa, there's like actual the Bible you know, predicted different things would happen and it did happen and you can see that in history. So like that's kind of an objective thing um, that then gives um, gives more credence to like, I guess, or gives more credibility to then the, the things that maybe seem more subjective, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yes, 
it's uh, faith is such a big man it's such a big topic and <laughs> it's it can be so difficult <laughs> why, maybe that's why i'm like kind of going into this like i want to figure this out like i just want to know <laughs> and so maybe that's why i'm like yeah pursuing this course oh i, I do believe god's called me to it but i think it's important in like any any version of faith like i i mean mm. i'm still christian but i i haven't been to a church and who knows how long mm. it, it's i i still believe in in god and everything but it's just that different part of faith and maybe it's what i what i need and what i still need mm. just for me yeah, to grow yeah. but um i think it's important to have some amount of faith Mm. No matter where you're at. Yeah. I mean, as a minister, I also think that faith is very important. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's I know, wild. right? <laughs> it's almost like it's your job. Yeah, yeah it's almost like I believe <laughs> I believe what I'm preaching. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man. And actually, I've seen, you know, I've just just in my own life like i don't know how like people operate without faith i'm just like man like it just brings me so much not that like you know faith is not just about assuaging like oh all my worries and concerns like it's not just a crutch for me to get through life but like yeah without without faith i'm like where would i be you know what kind of what kind of person would i be what type of life would i live what my stress levels be because <laughs> yeah that's one thing that, like really helps me with my stress levels I'd say it's just having having your faith. Yeah, and just kind of knowing that there's something bigger than like, oh, I'm stressed about this test. I'm like, okay, well, this is not the ultimate reality. <laughs> like, this is not the most important thing, you know. And then, um, yeah, just like having a, a living relationship with God and like knowing that He loves me and He's like being able to talk with Him and just be able to discern His will and see those types of things. Like, I think that that's really special and helps me through a lot of like tough things in life. I'm like, yeah. Is there other methods that you have to to deal with to deal with stress? Yes. Well, I love exercising. I feel any actually, if I don't exercise often enough, I kind of I can't fall asleep. I'm just like, oh, too much energy. <laughs> um, so exercise is really good. I also find if I don't get sleep, then I am pretty stressed. Um, talking with others is, you know, really good. And just, I think social connection in general is just so important. And yeah, being able to talk with people about what's happening. Um, honestly, praying and venting to God. If something's bothering me, like, I'll pray about it. But it's not like a nice prayer. I'm like, God, I am fuming about this. And you need to help me because I'm about to lose it. <laughs> um, so things like that. And then I also... Yeah, managing stress. Uh, another thing that actually, I, I had to stop drinking coffee. I really, I love coffee. Like, black coffee. I do remember just, that about you. Uh, you. You had your own little coffee set up. Yeah. It's, anyways, I just loved, I love the taste of black coffee, nothing else, you know. But I actually found, um, yeah, caffeine didn't wasn't great for my mental health. Like, I, you know, I take it and it just make me, like, not jittery, but, like, stressed with the higher heart rate and yeah and then i found like as when i've stopped doing that then it's kind of yeah it's been a lot easier no 
not that I've had like heaps of mental health struggles, but I just feel like it's helped me with my yeah stress and mental health. Social media is another one of those things. I like most of the year my social media is deactivated, and then um, yeah, and then once a year I'll reactivate it, and then post my end of the year video that I that's like a recap for the year. I love your end of the year videos. Oh, thanks. Do you actually watch it? That that means so much to me. <laughs> I, I I for sure watched uh, the ones on YouTube because I'm, I'm yeah, still kind yeah. of subscribed to, to them. So whenever they pop up, I'm like, oh, I get to see how Jared's doing. I get to take a yeah. peek into what he's doing. Yes. So that's, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll react to it on my social media and then post that. Well, I'm honored that you watch it because to be honest, I'm like, these videos are so long. Like, who? I, I don't know if anyone's actually going to watch it. I do it more for like a kind of like a video journal for myself in the future. Well, it also comes as a hobby from like yeah it's a, uh, from your your film class or or your yeah yeah true yeah I do like editing it's fun telling a story out of a a bunch of random chaotic clips. <laughs> I th- I think that's probably why I like it so much because like <laughs> it's chaotic. <laughs> no, just like. Uh, just having a bit of a story to to follow because yeah. you don't you don't just you're not just filming like a day in my life kind of thing like this is what yeah, I'm doing yeah. it, it it's the whole big picture of like where this year has taken you or yeah you know and it's really interesting and th- this last year I was actually not planning on making it um for a number of different reasons like oh not much not much fun stuff has happened or you know i didn't have many big life events but then in kind of reviewing my footage and then actually putting it together it was it was really good like kind of a retrospective introspective time where i was just thinking about what happened in the year and it made me a lot more thankful not that i'm not thankful for the year but just like yeah like i, I do have a lot to give thanks for like i have a lot of stuff to praise god for have a lot of things uh, a lot of people um to be grateful for and yeah i think it's good uh it's like a good review <laughs> it almost seems like it, it kind of humbles humbles yourself to yeah to, to yeah. re review everything like oh this is what yeah. i did this this is yeah. awesome and I think as well, it's just like, I, I didn't get here by myself. Like other people helped me mm. along the way. Like other people have supported me. Other people have provided things for me. Like I'm not just alone, like walking through life, this lone ranger. It's like, no, I, I you know, dwell in a community of wonderful people and I need to give thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Ah. All right. Are you going to do one for this last year? Are you going to actually put one together? Oh, yeah, I did already for 2023. Where's yeah. Where's that? Where's that? Uh, it's, on, it's on my YouTube. <laughs> I, I swear I pay attention. <laughs> um, let me think. I got to take five. Yeah. Take five. <gasps> it's here. It is. <laughs> I'm going to add it to my watch later. Nice. <laughs> See? Yes, my YouTube is uh, youtube.com slash at Jared Likes Frog. Let's go. Everybody subscribe yeah. to Jared. Yeah. <laughs> I currently have 31 subscribers. You know, this is, I don't know if this is legal, but I, like, I'm not sure how. I need to figure out how copyright stuff works. 
because I'll just kind of use a bunch of different music and then hope that it doesn't get taken down. And I think I'm it's as sure... long as it's not monetized. Yes. I'm not making money on it. So I'm just like, yeah, surely this is fine. <laughs> Anyways, I just always feel a little bit of guilt, though. <laughs> Don't worry. If you, if, you, if you have questions, you can ask uh, me or, or Google. Yes. I, I, Google. I, Google's definitely uh, you have the two crown options, jewel. Shannon or Google. <laughs> I reckon I'll ask Shannon. Yeah, I think Shannon's probably more trustworthy of those two. Or we'll yeah, ask Shannon. our our lawyer. <laughs> oh yeah, we could talk to Joey. He's he's a soon to be lawyer. Oh, well, that's so cool. He's basically a current lawyer. Yeah, probably. he yeah. He like he passed the bar. I don't think that's true. I think I made him a certificate, but like only in I, I, I gave him my signature. I gave him a certificate. Wow. With He's your absolute no authority. He's basically He's, he a might lawyer. as well be a lawyer, right? Yeah. Uh, um <laughs> by the power not invested in me. <laughs> I had uh, declare you a lawyer. Which no one's invested in Shannon. I'm invested in myself. Hey. <laughs> Nobody's invested the power in you. You can be invested in yourself all you like. <laughs> I'm invested like... emotionally in this. Oh, there you yeah. go. I have power now, Malcolm. Hey, I guess he's got yeah. power. All right. <laughs> he has the power. He has the power. Um. Uh, all right. Jared. Yes. I want to ask you kind of a two-part question. You might go into the second part on the first part, though. All right, uh, sounds good. But I'm going to just ask it in two parts anyway. Are you an optimist okay. or a pessimist? I would say I'm an optimist. Can I ask yes. why? Um, I think that in general, well, a lot of it depends on mindset and circumstances, but I, yeah, I see like life is generally positive. Okay. Yeah. Life is is that because God has made it that way? Is that because you choose to make it that way or is that just an innate reality of the world yeah i think it's it's a mix of the first two so i believe because god is good things will be ultimately mm. will be good i don't i don't subscribe to the thing like oh you know like everything's god's will like i believe that there's <laughs> you know a, a great controversy happening between you know god and, and satan and because god wants to preserve free will he can't just make everything right right away oh. um and so Things like can be bad right now, but I believe ultimately God will make them good. Um, and so that's why I'm kind of optimistic. I also think that part of it is your mindset. Like one thing I try to do a lot is just give thanks and like verbalize when I'm thankful for things and write down and just like document when I'm being thankful or like when I'm thankful for stuff. Because I find that like it's when the times when I focus more on like when things are going wrong, then it seems like more things start to go wrong. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say part of, you know, I think part of it's like my worldview about of God and how God's good, but then also that, yeah, just mindset being positive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then part two is, do you believe people are innately good or innately? I don't like the term term evil, but innately good yeah. or innately bad. 
Yeah. Well, I'd say people are innately bad also because of my worldview. Um, I think everyone's like has a bent towards selfishness. Mm. And I, I mean, I say that because I see it in myself. So maybe you guys, you know, are perfectly and never, never selfish at all. But I know that I'm selfish. <laughs> Ever since I've been a baby, I've been selfish. Um, but I do think like, again, I can still be an optimist because like, even though people are selfish, I believe that God's working with everybody, um, regardless of your religion and background. Like, I think God's working on everyone's hearts and the Holy Spirit's like one of those, you know, something that helps with that like everyone god is working every single person and creating good motives and desires for good things in people's hearts and so i think that even if people are innately bad including myself that it's still like god will make things all right and Mm. yeah and that makes sense people are evil but it doesn't matter because god is good yeah I mean, and like God wants to make us less evil, and mm. yeah, God and works so, to reduce the evilness, and yeah, that's the part that matters. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes a lot and of so, sense. Yeah, and so I think every like, I think it's wrong to just view people as like, oh, you know, I, I think it's very easy to kind of demonize entire groups of people, or just like, oh this person's like so terrible, like these groups of people are just so awful. And, you know, Mm. even within uh, something I find like quite sad and disappointing within um, the large, wider Christian community is just like demonizing entire people groups or like Mm. just writing people off because like, oh, they don't view things the way that we do. Like I believe from the Bible that God is working just as hard, you know, in other people's lives and, you know, desires good for them just as much as he does for someone who is Christian. And yeah. So like, because of God, everyone has innate value and worth and we should recognize that, you know? Mm. Yeah. I'm glad you kind of mentioned the, like the overall Christianity has, uh, has definitely almost put a negative sense on Christianity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but it but it goes for it goes for each like different religion it's also how mm-hmm. uh people display uh different acts in the name of those religions which yeah. is kind of impressive yeah. to me how how we tend to just believe that one singular act by uh, uh like christians or islams or jews it's, it's strong it's strong to say that their entire religion is is bad because Mm. said person did a bad thing oh yeah yeah like the um i heard this really good quote like the abuse of an institution doesn't invalidate the institution so like you can have um just because someone's abused like christianity for their own selfish gain doesn't mean that christianity as a whole is like completely invalid and same thing with like I'm trying to think of other examples. I think you guys get what I'm saying. Like, um, there's the always evilness be... of people does not completely compromise the goodness of an institution. Yeah, yeah, and I think though, like, I mean, institutions in and of themselves are not like oh innately like wonderful and good. like there there's flaws obviously because institutions are made out of people who are flawed and so right there's never going to be like a perfect i don't think there's going to be a perfect institution um here on this earth on this side of heaven but um yeah it's uh yeah it's good to 
good to keep that perspective, I reckon. It definitely eases the mindset of like people's opinions towards religion in general. Hmm. Yeah. And like I do, yeah, again, like I think, you know, everyone's come to their conclusions for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And it's not like people aren't dumb, you know, like they people think about different things and like we've thought about, you know, where we're at and Hey, anyway, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We got to respect um, people. Yeah. That's honestly fair. I think everybody deserves an equal amount of uh respect. But sorry, there is no but. <laughs> I'm losing train of my thought. Everybody deserves respect, except. Except. <laughs> no, I, I, everybody does der- deserve respect. That doesn't mean you have to like everybody. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, I agree with that. And, like, even if people deserve it, you don't have to spend time with them either. <laughs> yeah. That's ex- yeah, that's actually something, um, Anyways, I've had to learn this a hard way. Like, I've always kind of had the idea that, like, you know, being a kind Christian means that you just, like, are so nice all the time and you never, like, have any conflict and you never call people out on different things. It's like, no, sometimes it takes some, like, really bad um, share house experiences to be like, no, sometimes a Christian thing to do is, like, actually, like, having a conflict. (laughs) And anyways, I don't know where I'm going with that again, but. I think that's fair. I think that if. Like if you're a good, uh, like you're a good friend, you you'd want to uh, call somebody out on on their wrongdoing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess like a better way is just like it's not. It, it is a Christian thing to forcefully stop abuse. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, I I was looking in our document and I saw in question twenty. That you wrote down car crash, and so I'm oh. gonna a- I'm gonna ask, uh, what's the most impactful moment in your life? Yeah, well, there's been a couple. Um, yeah, car crash. So basically, in 2019, I was so I was at Southern, and I was driving back from Costco. I just got in a bunch of bagels and a whole heap of other things, and I was driving down back to uni, and it was like 70 miles an hour. And I think I was going like a little bit over, like probably 75. Anyways, and so I was passing, I was going past this semi truck, and which was on my left. And I was, as I was driving past it, like it didn't signal, didn't do anything. As I, like just as I was about to pass it, like it, um, it basically started merging into my lane, and then clipped the back of my car. And then my like it started pushing my car sideways. And then my car like spun out and then hit another car and then hit the middle divider and then spun back out and got hit by another car. And like the whole time, I was like ripping the steering wheel. And I've always thought, you know, like what's going to happen if I have like a near-death experience? Like, will I say a prayer or like, you know, do all these things? And I was like, <laughs> I always thought that it would, but literally I was just gripping the steering wheel and like couldn't see what was happening. Just felt my car getting hit on all sides. Like, and I'm just like, God, please, God, please, God, please, God, please, God, please, God. <laughs> like, I couldn't even say anything. <laughs> And so my car ended up um, spinning out, getting hit by another car. And then, but luckily, like it stopped and then enough car, like it got, I got, I was able to get to the side of the road. Um, It was just a very, like, it was such a shocking experience. And during that time, like, anyways, 
things kind of do go slow motion a little bit when you think you're about to die. I think it's just like your brain increases like your perception of events. So that like, anyway, so there's like one question going through my mind though. And it was like, Jared, are you ready to die? And I was like, no, I'm not ready to die. And just like, I, I just, I had this realization, like I was doing a lot of things. I was doing great in school, had a lot of friends and even was like working in ministry like work doing stuff for church and like campus ministries but i didn't know what was going to happen after i died like i didn't know if i was saved which for christianity is a pretty big deal (laughs) so i'm like wait so why is it that like i'm doing all these things i'm i feel like i'm a really good person but like i still didn't know if i was saved at that point when like i thought i was gonna die you know and so it kind of made me realize i was like whoa like i i've been doing a lot of things like for god but i don't know if i actually know god and so i i kind of like vowed after that like okay i just want to put god first and really get to know him not like ideas of him or his work or whatever like i want to know god and so i'd say like that that was one of the most like impactful moments because it was just kind of like it kind of set my priorities straight because i'm like okay i've been i've been raised christian and i say that like yes god is the most important thing but then the way I've lived my life, it's kind of like it, it, it isn't. And so like, what's up with that? You know, like, am I just being fake? <laughs> and so I, um, yeah, it kind of just made me really consider what do I actually believe? And um, yeah, it made me start, it put me on a path where like was trying to get to know God better. And so, yeah, the car actually itself was like miraculously fine. And I didn't have any whiplash, which was really interesting. And so I honestly no feel like God, no, no, no concussion. No, it, it was weird. Like, I think my car got hit a lot on the tires and like the back quarter panel. And it was just like a bunch of random places. And I should have like, I honestly, I think I should have died. Like, but I didn't. And so I'm just like, whoa, thank you, God. <laughs> yeah. So impressive. After, you didn't yeah. no injuries. No injuries. And the car was repairable, which is crazy after getting T-boned by a semi-truck and then like spun around and hit the middle divider and all this stuff. Like, it was crazy. (laughs) I went home. I went home like, or I got back to the, I was living in like off-campus housing. Mm -hmm. Like I parked the car and then just started crying. I'm like, I'm so happy to be alive. <laughs> and then the next day, I was like going to class. I'm like, I can't believe I'm alive. Like, life is so good. This is so good. Like, I get to live. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, okay, like I could have died yesterday and I didn't. And so I want to make the most of this life that I believe God's given me. And, you know, like, I mean, obviously, I feel like, you know, you have those moments and, I haven't like lived life to the fullest in every single way like possible, but um, yeah, I just, I feel like that moment kind of put things into perspective. Like I could have died and I believe God saved me. And so the next however many years until I die, like I think this is a gift. And so I'll take it as a gift and try to live the way God wants me to and get to know him more. But yeah, and life's been really good since then. I'm glad. So that was one of the most impactful moments. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> from the from the way you were talking about it, just like I could almost visualize it, but like third third person, yeah, like, <laughs> down on you. Very. <laughs> Semi semis are no joke. I know. Okay, right? and it was a hit and run. 
So he didn't stop. Like, he would have seen me. And then he didn't stop. He just drove away. And, okay, what was crazy, though, was the car, one of the cars that I hit had a dash cam footage. And they got, like, the logo of... We couldn't get a license plate number, but we saw the logo on the back of the semi. And then based on the paint scratches that were on my car and that logo, we're able to track it down. And then oh. eventually the company like paid it out, which is like, anyways, that was that was a whole nother saga. I'm just like, oh, any so anytime I'm driving by a semi truck, it's just I feel like real, like really on edge. I like try to speed past it really quick. Or just like be two lanes away and not just next to it. Cause I'm like, oh, PTSD. <laughs> I get that. I I yeah. honestly get that because like when it come for me, it's when I start to slip a little bit on the ice. Yeah. Oh, dude, that is so scary. Hydroplaning too. It's like the same thing. Just not not being in control of your car and hurtling down like the road is just terrifying. <sighs> oh man. I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you a little bit about that more because I think yeah. we're coming to our hour mark and uh, so yeah what we'll for uh, 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 all right well oh <laughs> you know I was gonna end the podcast but I could quickly tell about it yes uh, tell us about the ice so this was another car crash story and I think I told this to Ash or, oh, okay. yeah kind of. Um, anyways, so I was living in Walla Walla at the time. This was mm. late 2019. Uh, and I was driving, uh, to like Paulsville, Port Orchard area to, to see my buddy, uh, get married. And mm. I was basically right outside of Yakima and it was mm. just starting to snow. And my Ford, it's a, it was a 2000 three ford explorer mm. uh it was the it was the car i had at sunset lake that towards yeah. the end of the summer um <laughs> and there was i didn't have really great tires on uh, oh. they were very much bald and i needed oh, to get no. new tires oh, so no. there was just a little bit of snow on the ground and uh i i was not i was doing like 20 below the speed limit it was like mm. 50 or was like i was going 50 and a 70 which is yeah, perfect yeah. so i was like mm. great i'll just move over to the the no longer the passing lane because i had cars and cars behind me because i was going mm. slow and then in the center lane there was just a little bit of too much slush and it caught the back end of my <gasps> car and i <sighs> i spun around and then i rolled twice oh no oh no yeah i like like you though i was slow until like the very last little bit mm. like i i didn't end up hurting anybody just my car uh, my yeah, no yeah. injuries uh, wow I, I had the officers take me to the hospital just to check me out just to check you yeah yeah but yeah uh, wow. Long story short, I I do know like that little bit of a feeling like everything slows down and like you're yeah. just in your mind for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's just it's such a weird feeling like not having control mm-hmm. of like of this thing. I'm like, oh, I could die. I could die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, Let's... what a great place to end. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I mean, I think yeah. we can conclude that life is life's good. It's good to be alive. That's true. It's good. It is good to be alive and being able to like just grow and be uncomfortable sometimes, but learn from your mistakes and yeah. 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 It's good. Uh, uh, thank you, Jared, for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, yes. Thanks for having me. Hanging out with us and kind of just talking about who you are and what you, uh, are all about uh um, yeah thanks for i appreciate you having me and asking such fun questions and thank you for listening to me <laughs> i can talk all day <laughs> that's the that's the point though isn't it yeah Sorry. we're we're yeah. here to understand your your way of life and where you've come from and where you are now so yeah um so Boy. to do a little bit of housekeeping stuff uh thank you to nadia diaz for our podcast cover art her instagram is at arthead creations uh that'll be linked in the description and i did messenger late uh recently i think a little after new year's and i was asking if she, uh, she had anything to put in the description now she's got a a, a portfolio site uh, it's www.nadiadiazvfx.com. Uh, that's www.nadiadiazvfx.com. And I will also post that in the description. So go check her art out and also message her to do art related things, uh, for you. I, I don't think that's the best way to put it, but. It's the way it's going to go on the podcast. Sorry, Nadia. Uh, and then also, thank you to Jensen Crawl. I have been trying to message him about trying to find out what he's up to lately, but to no avail. Uh, other than his uh, song, Knocking on Doors, for his musical Tea Time. Go check it out. It's You can find it basically anywhere. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. Um, I think that's everything. Nope, it's not. Uh, send us. We an have email. an email. We have an email. Uh, send us some questions that you'd like us to ask people like Jared uh, in future future episodes. Uh, that's also linked in our description. Yes, it's and a very you... good email address too. Oh yes, it's. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> as, Waiting the number four seconds at gmail.com. Uh, nice. So uh, I think that's it. It's getting very late, and I'm going to let Jared get on out of here. But until next time, everybody, unless Jed. Unless Jed. See ya. <laughs>